As the 21st century automotive world evolves and new electric vehicle technologies are introduced, new leaders will emerge on the landscape. The EV Power Podcast by RPM News takes you behind the headlines as your guide to this new generation of sustainable transportation. Welcome, everybody, to this week's EV Power Podcast from the people behind RPM News Weekly. And, of course, the people behind RPM News Weekly are myself, Peter Siani, and Rich Tabor, who's my co-host and co-founder. Rich, say hello. Howdy. Glad to be on board with this new adventure. Right. So if you're familiar with the RPM News Weekly podcast, and we hope you are, you know, one of the goals of that podcast originally, or one of the goals of the website, I guess, overall, was to sort of focus on a lot of green tech and and uh, alternative fuels and, and kind of get into some stories of, of what's coming up in the future of automotive transportation. And, you know, we, we, we still do that. We do that for sure on, on the site, but we kind of stray away from that a little bit. And we wanted to we wanted to kind of focus our efforts towards EV power. So I hope you'll join us on this little bit of a, a journey. This is our pilot podcast or our episode one. And, and there's, you know, there's, there's uh, plenty of uh, news out there on EVs. Uh, a lot of it doesn't necessarily get into the mainstream. Uh, certainly there's news that, uh, that does from Tesla on a regular basis. Um, and with some of the things that are happening in different states and uh, around the country that are, are looking ahead to a, gr- a greener future, uh, something that's a little bit more sustainable, uh, despite a lot of the resistance that we're getting, particularly from American buyers and, and in some cases, uh, uh, legislatures around the, around the country uh, who, who are looking at it the same way that, that folks are engaged with the technology and with the uh, EV movement uh, uh, are. And, you know, this is a good week to start this out because some pretty big news in the EV world this week. You know, California is, is one of the stories we're going to talk about, obviously, is California... That's a big story. Um, that's a that's a, a huge story. Uh, you know, it, it, is, it, it is. It's 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 funny how it kind of fits into a, a lot of prognostications. You know where uh, manufacturers have been saying, "Oh, by 2025, we're going to have this done with electric," or by you know 2027, we're going to be doing this. And a lot of times they fall short of those marks. Uh, in this particular case, it was uh, California's uh, governor uh, 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 Gavin Newsom who. Uh, signed an order uh, that uh, would ban the sale of new gasoline cars by 2035. Not the sale of used cars, some of the ICE cars that will be with us probably for several decades, uh, but that uh, in California that uh, uh, the sale of any new car after 2035 will not be a gasoline car. Right, and and it's funny because there's a lot of misinformation with that, uh, and I was reading some of the comments on one of the local uh, if you go on Twitter, I was on one of the local um, news stations out there in California reading the comments, and because I wanted kind of the perspective from people in the state, you know, what are, what are the people in the state actually saying, and and it's such misinformation about about even the bill itself because a lot of comments were like, oh, they're not going to take you know the typical what you'd expect, they're not going to take my cars, and and oh, you know, I'll just go out of state and buy a car. But you probably won't be able to register it in California. Not if it's new. If it's used, I think you can't. I think right. But what I mean is, if someone thinks they're going to do an end run, they're going to go over to Nevada and buy a, a new car and then register it in California. That probably won't won't be able to happen. You know, and then other people. Uh, there was a lot of complaints on in the comments about you know what does this do for the poor people and how you know you can't take away transportation. Like it really was like a misunderstanding. People read the headline and then and then they they you know they read the headline. And then they have to post a comment about it without even reading it because, you know, there was a lot of that like, well, not everybody can afford electric cars. And and there was even like some of the classic electric car, you know, fake news where it's like those things aren't even comfortable. You can't even fit four people in an electric car like those comments. They were that that misinformed. Without knowing that, you know, the range of electric cars that are uh, currently available. But I'm not making that up. That's an actual comment that I read yeah. <laughs> on, on one of the things. Well, he's probably thinking of a Nissan Leaf, but you know, the Nissan Leaf is not not necessarily made for carrying four big passengers. It's made for it has a certain place. But then you've got other cars like what you know, Lucid is uh, just about ready to start manufacturing the Lucid Air, which is a a supreme luxury car that will certainly fit at least four adults because I I guess they designed it so that you don't uh, necessarily want to fit five big people. Which is how many times you drive around with five grown adults in a car? Well, uh, I think the Lucid Air does fit five in the base model. 
because uh, they have a standard back seat. Oh right, now. right, right. Because if you go and to then that, you have the, the executive package. Yeah, the one that, that the, 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 the the one that kind of reclines back forty five degrees. That right. Okay. Um, so yeah, you know, so it is funny how like you know a lot of things you know really capture uh, an audience and and uh, the knee jerk reactions uh, will 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 fly out. Uh, but uh, you know, it's we're talking fifteen years. Uh, so yeah. if we kind of roll the clock back fifteen years, that was two thousand five. Uh, try to think back then what was going on. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, as far in, in, in alternative energy or alternative propulsion, uh, you were seeing a few hybrids out there. Of course, the the, uh, the Prius was making a name for itself. Uh, but, you know, some of the others were like trial balloons. Uh, you know, I think Ford had one out there. And, and it was almost like, uh, you know, they weren't even really serious about what they were doing uh, or it didn't seem that way anyway. Uh, yeah, in in the manufacture of, of EVs, Toyota and Honda seem to be, you know, two companies that actually were pretty serious about it. But you know, there's so much that goes on behind the scene. We're not really sure, uh, sure yeah. how how some of these things have actually uh, been unfolding behind the scenes. And uh, you know, the same way we don't always understand why certain models in a lineup are come and go. Uh, you know, we, we see it one way, and, uh, and it turns out that there's some other decisions that are being made for other reasons that have nothing to do with what we're thinking. Uh, but you know, this, this statement by the governor—I mean, there's a lot of a lot to unpack in that. Uh, you know, it, 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 there's a couple of things. One of them is just to say, okay, well, where are they at right now? Uh, we're in, in California. Obviously, uh, they're reeling because of the fires, and and so a lot more attention is being placed on how do we not be just adding insult to injury by you know putting more pollutants in the air by burning fossil fuels. Uh, so that's probably a you know uh, it, it, California has has always had to face that, particularly on the coast. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but even with that. Uh, from what I'm reading uh, is that the number of zero emission electric vehicles that are being sold in California, uh, although it's been you know steadily increasing, uh, they, they still only account for about 8% of all new new cars sold in California last year. Not, I'm not talking about the whole range of used cars and everything, but fewer than 8%. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's like, they, so that's they're they're going to be on a fast track if if they're going to get right. there by by 2035 um but, but you know mother being the you know uh necessity being the mother of invention uh, it's not really out of the question in fact i i saw somewhere that someone uh was was making a point that uh they might even roll that back to 2030 instead of 2035 if things kind of go as well as uh, uh, some people are thinking it might go, particularly with, uh, it, we'll get to it later in the, the program about Battery Day and what yeah. Elon Musk has, has, has brought forth in terms of uh, the million-mile battery. So, right, and, and then other manufacturers as well. You know, Mercedes is working on different battery tech, and they're rolling out semis. And uh, the, the, the thing is, you know, 2035... It, it it sounds far away, but they do have a lot of work to do before. I mean, the grid itself. I mean, that's the biggest argument so far is, what about the grid? What about the grid? I mean, and, it, and it's funny to think that, like, yeah, it's 2035. It, it is 15 years away. Uh, but it's not like you're going to flip a switch uh, in, in 2035, you know, on January 1st, where every car becomes an electric car. So people are going to, I mean, obviously those last two years or that last year, like 2034, it's going to be a, a good you know, a pretty good year for car dealers because people are probably going to flock to buy gas cars or or hybrids. <laughs> oh, that that would be a shame. Well, but to make but to make it easier, what's already been put in place is that back in uh, early 2018, uh, then Governor Jerry Brown signed an executive order uh, that uh, targeted. Uh, 200 hydrogen fueling stations and 250,000 electric vehicle chargers uh, to support at least 1.5 million zero emission vehicles would be on the roads uh, in California by 2025. I mean, to support that many vehicles on the road by 2025. So, uh, you know, I mean, th they're advancing pretty quickly with what they know that they need for infrastructure if, we, if they're going to even, you know, as it turns out now, to go to 2035. 
you, know, you obviously you're right you're going to need the uh, the charging stations you're going to need uh, if you're going with hydrogen the fueling stations so uh, you know they may be positioned quite well by 2035 if if all of this with the uh, infrastructure is going to uh, be in place by 2025. This piece of legislation alone, or I guess it's not really legislation, if it's more of an executive uh, order, I mean, is it still... Yeah, executive order. uh, So this alone isn't going to be enough. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to, like apartment owners, apartment building owners, they're going to have to provide charging for their tenants or, you know, you know, new construction. I think California is already, I think they already mandate that you use solar on, uh, I I could be wrong about this, I have to look into it, but if you build a, a house and or a certain amount of houses built in, in California now have to have solar uh, panels. But, you know, now are they going to go a step further and demand that, you know, if you build a house, it has to be wired for an EV charger or businesses. If you, if you remodel a business, do you have well, to put in, you hmm. know, parking for EVs? Well, you know, I, I, maybe not. I, maybe not. Uh, I mean, let's take a look at, and sort of rethink the, the, the entire idea of, of charging itself. Uh, for example... Uh, on average, uh, other than someone who's got a really long distance commute, and maybe in California, you know, people tend to drive more miles per day than in other parts of the country. I, I don't have exact numbers in front of me. But if, if the case is that, okay, what's the average number of miles that someone really needs? Uh, uh, and it comes out to be, you know, in the past, I've heard numbers like, you know, 35, 40. It's usually pretty low. But even if you up that a little bit and say, all right, just for a margin of error, we say, well, a car needs, uh, you know, an average person is going to need at least uh, 75 miles. Well, you know, we've already gotten past, way past that with what the batteries can be charged up to. Uh, nowadays, uh, you know, you'd expect at least 150 miles uh, on a, from, a, from an all-electric vehicle. I know there's some that, that don't go up that uh, to, to that level, but you, we're talking now when, when Lucid is, is uh, just a, a, a couple of weeks ago announced that they have a, a battery that's going to go 517 miles. You know, the questions about you know, range anxiety, they don't exist anymore. So the, the thought that, well, what am I going to do when I get home? I'm not going to be able to plug my car in because I live in an apartment building or I live in a condo where they don't allow you to do that. Well, what do you do with your car? You don't, you don't have a gas pump outside your house. You know, you don't need to have to fill up your tank. You know, you, you do what anyone else does is that you go to the charging station and you charge a car. And the, the cars that are, that are uh, being manufactured now, and certainly by then, and, and, and once again, you know, once we get to the portion of this program, we're going to be talking a little bit about where what battery day uh, at Tesla uh, with Elon Musk, so what information has come out as a consequence of that? That it's it's a moot point. You know, you're just going to you know go to the charging station. You'll be able to put an 80% charge on your car. Uh, you know, in 10, 15, maybe maybe at most 20 minutes, and 80% yeah. charge. You know, what's 80% of, of uh, 400 miles? Let's say even. You know, 320 miles? Okay, well, you're not going to need more than that the next day. Right, right. Uh, People have that misconception that a battery has to be charged all the way up. You know, you have to charge 100% every single time, which is actually what they don't want you to do. Yeah, and you don't, um, and you so, don't need to. Uh, you don't need to right. do that. Uh, right, and, the Chev- you know, the Chevy Bolt, uh, the Chevy Bolt EV proves that point. I mean, you have a, a, a you know, a, a fairly attractive compact car that has 100 and no, 260 miles of range. I mean, that's more than anyone needs, and it's it's a practical car on top of that. And, like, even right now, you can buy the Bolt EV, I think with all the incentives they got. There's, like, Chevy's doing this massive discount. It's like $20,000, you know, to, to buy a Bolt EV with, with incentives and discounts and all the, you know, sales going on. So those 15 years from now, those cars are going to be dirt cheap. So the argument of, like, well, people can't afford an electric car – you, you know, looking at the cars that are out right now today are going to be, are going to be, uh, you know, pretty low end in the in the market. I think when it comes to used cars, you know, 15 years from now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I have a response for that, Peter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, why you're not in the market for a used car? No, no, actually, actually, no. Uh, we were at one time my, uh, uh, a few years back that my wife purchased a used Chevy Volt with a V. Right. Uh, 
and uh, still getting very good use out of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that's really, uh, you know, that was just like, that's an early, early bird. It was called a, a, yeah. a, a hybrid. It was, yeah, a hybrid uh, in a technical sort of a way, but you, you could run it all electric if you wanted to. Um, but it, it was a different sort of a hybrid. Uh, you know, the gas engine wasn't really a source. Uh, it was not actually motivating the car, moving the car along. And it, it, would, it would send, uh, it would generate electricity for the electric motor to move the car along. Right. Uh, it had an onboard generator, but you don't have to ever even use th- that generator if you keep it full. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fully yeah. charged, I should say. Uh, yeah. Now, now that that's a good example of what I was just talking about, though. You know, what did the Volt come? Uh, the Volt came out. Now I'm getting confused. Uh, what year did that come out? 2012. Uh, I think uh, might have been 2011. All right. Uh, so I'll so do a those, quick check while while you're making your point. And when those came out, people were like, "Oh, the batteries aren't going to last. Those batteries, you have to change those batteries in five years, and every every two years, you have to." You know what I mean? So there was all that sort of that EV fair and fake news. I keep saying fake news. I sound like what's his name there, that president guy. Um, so, you know, you got a great used car out of it that has been reliable. I mean, as far as I know, you haven't really told me any horror stories about it. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. I got my fingers crossed, so I won't say too much. But you know, <laughs> it's been it's been uh, uh, it's been a good car for us. Yeah, 2011. So, I'm seeing the Volt in 2011, so uh, that's about right. I don't think there's a 2010, but I'll, I'll double check on that. So uh, in 2035, you know, there'll be a lot of, especially in California, where used or electric cars sell well anyway. There'll be a there'll be a pretty strong used car market, even for electric vehicles. It's not like what we have today. You know, you have we have the the Volkswagen ID4 coming out. You have the Tesla Model 3, which sells you know, selling really well, especially in California, obviously. And and you have the Bolts, and you have the you still have the Leaf, which has you know extended range this last year, and in the i3 the bm you know there's a lot of that out you know so i think that the argument of uh, you know all the poor people are going to suffer is is this truth to it obviously but you know it's not as overblown as as they claim if they were doing it tomorrow then yeah i I totally understand obviously no matter how you look at it is that there's going to be you know how how will how will the economy of this uh affect uh uh you know the average citizen, the, the person that's that is is uh, you, you know going to be facing the brunt of of the of the governor's order, uh, and I think once we get past all the noise, uh, it's uh, it's going to have a net positive effect. Uh, I mean, yeah. you start talking about uh, you know okay, well one of the, one of the, one of the arguments that comes back that you hear, well you know. Uh, uh, electric cars, uh, uh, you know, you know, maybe they're zero emission uh, at the car, but you know, where's that electricity coming from? So, uh, if if we took a quick look at the uh, state by state, what uh, you know, which states, uh, how much renewable energy is it, are some of the states actually relying on? Uh, Governor Newsom said that 34% of California electricity comes from renewable places and over 50% of all the electricity produced and procured in California comes from non-carbon sources. All right, so I think that, that second part where it says produced and procured, in other words, uh, you know, how, how much are they producing in the state? Uh, how much are they buying from elsewhere? Uh, and they may be selling some of that out, out of state too. So, uh, But there's a, a, a chart that... Uh, they, one can find very easily if they if they do a quick little Google search, um, and uh, uh, you can download a file, uh, an Excel file, and it kind of gives you state by state. But they've got a, a nice little graphical map that you can look at it very quickly. But um, they, there's they, uh, surprisingly, you know, there are essentially six states that are producing a hundred percent of the electricity they're producing a hundred percent renewable electricity let me let me get the let me get the the wording exactly right on that um if you give me one quick second uh, that there how much renewable energy uh what per, what percentage of uh energy that they're producing is renewable okay that they're producing okay not not what they're buying from other states or from the grid yeah. or anywhere else but what they're they're uh, in California, uh, 
what I'm seeing from this uh, energy.gov map is that California is producing 24%. All right. Uh, if I got that right, yeah. California renewable energy production. So 24% of their production, not procurement or anything else, is uh, renewable. But there are already six states that are that are 100% and one that is basically 99.8%. Uh, and those, uh, well, I'm saying states, states and, and including uh, also Washington, D.C. You've got Delaware, you've got Hawaii, Idaho, Maine, Rhode Island. Uh, so, you know, it's not unachievable to, you know, to be able to get to uh, a better place with, uh, with the, the way in which you're producing energy. Uh, you know, if you go to some of the other, let's say we go to a bigger state. Well, let's go to our home state here, Massachusetts. Let me just go. Uh, this is a file, like I said, you, you can download. Uh, yeah. Massachusetts is 16th on the list. And uh, it looks like uh, they're producing about 43. Uh, let me see how they're 42.7% uh, of their uh, renewable energy production is, um, is from 42.7% uh, of, of their energy production is renewable. So you know, there's some there's some big numbers up there. Uh, you know, there's other states like uh, Nevada, South Dakota. Uh, they're all up in the 90s, 90 percent. Uh, the state of Washington. Uh, you know, some of the states that haven't really done much in that regard. Uh, you take a state like Wyoming, which why not? I don't understand it. Uh, but they they're not producing hardly any. Uh, not even one, not even one percent, not even one percent of Wyoming's wow. energy production is renewable. Why? That's interesting, Why? considering you know Wyoming. You think Wyoming, you think of wide open and yeah. You know uh, how hard would it be to, skies? To, to put up solar fields or or, 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 or wind wind fields? I don't know. Uh, you know, in the, the you know, getting back to like even California, I mean, that's where where I talk about this. There's so many levels to this that that need to be done to make this happen. And, and, you know, in a way I kind of worry that it is, it might even get pushed back or fought back against by, you know, um, obviously the oil industry has, has a hand in it and dealer associations aren't going to be happy because they don't want to sell EV cars anyway. Um, even, even though they claim they want to, but you know, dealers, they make money on service. They don't make money on oil changes on an EV, but you know, California is working towards, you know, even it's funny because they're working with with Tesla to to improve their own their own uh, electric grid and to, to to build a whole new. Basically, they're building a whole new electric infrastructure. You know, the, the, if you remember, we, I think we talked about this back in February. There was an agreement to uh, with PG and E between Tesla and PG and E, where they're going to build a, a battery storage facility that's three times. No, I'm sorry. Ten times bigger than the um, the Hornsdale Energy Storage Project. I remember we talked about that. And mm -hmm. uh, so this 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 battery storage facility is going to be three times bigger than any battery storage facility at the time. So when this is when this is completed, and they're basically, you know, they're basically tearing down a power plant to or revamping a power plant mm -hmm. that's been idled. Or and you know, PG&E they've gotten a lot of bad rap in California because you know their power lines had started you know a fire the, the, what, what was the 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 fire a couple of years ago I don't right. remember what the name of it was and I bet they get a lot of uh, complaints because of all the brownouts that they, that they go through oh and, definitely and, and supposedly yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know this is the, uh, one solution to that right uh, and, know, it's, and, it's like, and, it's like and, having a battery backup except, and, and the, and it, except it's not just a small little thing under your desk yeah, and the goal is to to basically go from having a power plant that has to pipe, you know, lines all over the place because California power lines are a big problem. There's a lot of fires started by power lines, especially you know if a tree falls or or if something something happens to a power line and it and it breaks and and, and it sparks. sparks and it catches yep. a fire. These power lines are running through the woods basically, and that's what caused that big. And I wish I could remember the name of it, I can't. So so now the idea is to kind of have this sort of localization where you generate electricity and you store it locally. And it, it's sort of like a, 
virtual power plant they're calling it mm-hmm. and a matter of fact in, in in europe tesla's now working with they have an app where you can um if you have a power wall storage you can basically you know sell it back and it creates basically a virtual power plant where if if your 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 house is generating more energy than it needs it can feed your neighbor's house or or feed to the grid mm-hmm. and uh you know that's going to be a big thing and a lot of people ignore that when it when they you know when you hear about tesla and valuations and you know critics criticizing what they're doing that people tend to think of them as just a car company but they are you know big in in energy storage and they're getting bigger in energy storage and mm-hmm. and uh it's kind of a well it's you know kind I, of a uh here's an interesting thought that uh uh, to take a look at that when we you take a look at the the California order the the one that uh, uh, Governor New, Newsom has just uh, signed is is that is it kind of like a leveler in a certain way you know because the manufacturers have been all over the place the auto manufacturers as far as like setting dates you know oh we're going to be all electric by such and such a date or we're yeah. going to have we're going to have 75% of our fleet is going to be powered by some form of electric power by such and such a date. And, and, and sometimes they, you know, they set these short-term goals that don't ever materialize. And will this setting a date of 2035 sort of level that off and say, okay, it puts all the automakers on notice that uh, they need to do it by then. And so they're all really kind of traveling the same path. You know, the goal is the same for all of them. They, they're not individually saying, oh, I'm going to do it by 2027. I'm going to do it by 2025. Or I'm going to do this. Or I'm only going to go halfway by 2032. Uh, it's like, well, now you're all going to do this. Uh, you know, you, we need to have this done by this date. Uh, right. It, and that and that's that is true, because that's sort of what happened with the Trump administration, where, you know, Trump rolled back. You know the the rolled back EPA regulations and and you know upcoming because the you know the Obama administration had put on these sort of these times where you know this certain level of uh, you have to have a certain level of 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 efficiency by certain dates. So mm-hmm. Trump came in and rolled those back and said, "No, we're not doing that." But California, they they said, "Well, we are doing that." So that forces the car company, even even though the 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 rest of the United States. The EPA has sort of backed off, and, and these goals to reduce uh, emissions has, have sort of been rolled back. They still can't because California is a population of 40 million people, so they can't not sell cars there. And and I think that manufacturers will this will panic them into you know creating even more EVs because look at you know look at compliance cars. And, and if you're not familiar with the term, you know you have cars that were nicknamed compliance cars because the manufacturers in California had to sell a certain amount of electric vehicles you know I think that started mm-hmm. years ago that started like in the in the late 90s maybe or, or early 2000s at least but um, so you had like the Ford Focus EV and the Fiat 500e and a lot of these electric cars that weren't sold anywhere but California so they would create entire you know car electric cars for that one market uh, you see that a lot. We'd see a lot of cars, even 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 four years ago, five years ago, we'd see a car. It's like this new electric car is coming out, and then we'd go on the website, and it's like a little fine print, only available in California. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like well, well, you know, yeah. The the I remember that the, uh, Hyundai had the Tucson. It was a fuel cell vehicle that was only available in California. Uh, yeah, a, and uh, yeah. So um, just to circle back to what I was talking about with PG and E, that was a power line fire. Um, that's the campfire, the campfire. It's kind of a weird name for a fire, you know, but, um, and that was 85 people were killed in that fire. And, 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 you know, so, you know, PG&E is sort of, it was their transmission lines that caused it so that, you know, that they're going to do whatever they can to, to look good, you know, partnering with these. Well, what what do you say we segue from this discussion uh, into the uh, battery day uh, that Elon Musk uh, uh, made some uh, pretty outstanding announcements about uh, uh, a new type of cell for uh, the uh, battery, uh, you know, the, the new a new type of cell that will be used in the battery that will be going into uh, future EVs from Tesla. Right, and 
Well, there's uh, yeah, and a couple there's a couple levels to it, I guess. Some of it related to, I mean, not just EVs. It also relates to energy storage, and you know, Tesla made a. They basically their point of, I think their opening point was, you know, besides the fact that you know the environment's doomed if people don't do more things, but they've also hit a point where, they they have you know a realization that, that if you want to have this many EVs on the road. Anyone could say, you know, it goes back to what you just said about, you know, oh, we're going to have uh, 10, you know, 10 million EVs on the road by this date and we're going to have 10 models by this date. And and auto manufacturers keep pushing that back and pushing that back. And then 3 years later, you know, it's like Volkswagen, I swear to god, they put this announcement out every every year. You know, we're going to have so many EVs by 20, you know, 2020. Then we're going to have so many EVs by 2021. Then we're going to have so many EVs by 2023. And and they never materialize. But a lot of it is is you know, it has to do with battery production, and you hear that a lot. You you know, how many cars have we seen even in the last year that have been delayed because of or or production's been held up because of battery supply? Mm-hmm. So, so Tesla, you know, they have this realization. They're being honest about it. They're saying, look, we're at a point where if we want to do as many electric cars as we need to by this date, you know, we're going to need either a hundred, you know, a hundred. Uh, plants to make batteries and i think they i think it was even more than 100 they they kind of they they had a graph that showed you know this is how many factories we'll need to make batteries if we don't do something you know to get beyond the technology we have now so their goal is to not only make the batteries themselves more efficient and 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 um they they also need to make production more efficient and that was a large part a large part of it uh, right. At, yeah. the because well, because one of the stated goals was the long term was that they uh, they want to be able to make twenty million vehicles per year. Yeah, and which that's, is, I which think is still going to be only a small percentage of the number of vehicles that uh, we manufactured around the, around the globe. Right, um, and that's crazy. To, it's kind of crazy to think about. I mean, that's not even that big of a market share when you look at the overall. But mm-hmm. but you know, it's not just them. It, it you know it is all the manufacturers are going to have to they're really going to have to up their game when it comes to battery production and that's what you know one of the things that tesla was talking about they have a sort of a what they're calling like a pilot line um where they they, they've you know if you watch the i don't know if you watch the presentation but the uh elon musk you know they, they talked a little bit about the efficiency of like the bottling industry so they looked at that in in the bottling industry how long is how long has you know that been around you know Mm-hmm. the automated like like coke bottles <laughs> you know what i mean like uh and it, and it sort of is not as simple as it, that but it, it is as simple as that in other words you know they looked at how you know they kind of copied that not copied it exactly but they they kind of looked at the methods and and uh and how they can implement that into modern you know battery production and they showed a video of it they showed a video of the plant it, it kind of looks like a bottling plant you have these cells just kind of running around in these little you know things getting passed off to other machines and and well, i guess yeah and, and 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 some of the questions about how do you uh i'll say speed that up you know it's yeah, not I, just like making the machines work faster uh it has to do with you know well maybe you can make the car with fewer moving parts or maybe right. uh maybe you can reduce the amount of mass that goes into the vehicle and you know it requires less on the production side of things so all these elements that uh you know will uh in the end run uh provide you with the ability to produce more uh in a shorter period of time or with less factories uh, right and and on both sides on not only the battery side but the car side so they ma- they're making the car more efficient to build while they're making the battery more efficient to build and what they're doing is reducing the amount of you know reducing the amount of uh, time they want to, they want to basically you know to build a battery they want to go from the mine to the factory to you know there's there's certain steps that that Elon Musk alluded to as things like sort of legacy steps within a process that just don't need to be there you know right. so tesla's goal they they right. you know they even they, they even bought rights to a mine they they're getting into mining right and and, and uh, you know, it comes back to even you know some essential uh, things such as recycling the lithium that's already in the batteries you know where do you do that how do you do that do you do it in house uh, uh how yeah. easy is it uh, to get it done but you know the 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 one, the thing that's kind of interesting and i think a lot of people roll their eyes you know where, you know that when they hear uh, elon making another you know bold statement 
Uh, right. And some of that has to do with, you know, oh, yeah, we've heard all this stuff before, not just from him, but, I mean, in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to be rushing into the future, and, and, and you know, 20 years later, we, you know, you, don't, you still don't have what, what was talked about as a, going to be commonplace in the future. Uh, yeah. But, uh, and even in the case of the battery that, uh, you know, was a big part of the, the Battery Day presentation, uh, it was a new cell design, which is uh, the, the, the cells that have been used currently are manufactured primarily by LG, if I'm not mistaken. And, and, and uh, if you look... Oh, with Tesla, it's, um, they use uh, Panasonic. Panasonic uh, builds their batteries. Well, if I understand the, the, the look of the cell, it's kind of a cylindrical object. It's about a, maybe an inch in diameter by yep. about three inches high. Um, and, uh, you know, so uh, that's, that's, I guess, on, you know, the typical, typical size range. And the battery that he was demonstrating at this battery day was they were calling it a 4680 cell design, uh, which was uh, uh, 46 millimeters by 80 millimeters. So in other words, it, it more than doubles the diameter and uh, it's about 80 uh, uh, millimeters high. Yeah, and, right? and one of the problems yeah. they had with, you know, people might say, well, why didn't they do that before? Why didn't they just build a bigger battery? But there was certain restrictions within a battery that prevented them from doing that, and that's one of the things that 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 Tesla claims to have worked out was a tabless battery design. And by you know, the tabs basically were uh, sort of the bottleneck when it came to making a bigger battery because the electricity had to flow through the tabs on each side to get to the battery cell. But they've eliminated that bottleneck, and what that means is uh, you know is that you can have a bigger battery that can hold more and is more efficient, you know. So they're really, you know, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to unpack with, with, the, with the, the battery day. And I, and because uh, there, there, there is a comment, though, that, you know, I think if I got the quote right from Elon, uh, when they were showing how they're manufacturing or they're setting up to manufacture, it's not at scale yet. They're not being able to manufacture this cell uh, uh, at scale yet. Uh, but it's sort of like a proof of concept. They they know that the the, the cell actually works, and yeah. Uh, well, well, I think they are sort of building it because they have a a proof of they have a, a pilot factory, and I I want to say that they claim they they've they've already made like tens of thousands of these cells just in, in sort of I don't know what to call it practice, but right, you know, it's right. sort of it's a trial as, run. Right, but that's what I mean. It's it's, it's not at scale yet. Um, yeah, and. Um, uh, the quote was, uh, uh, "It does work, but not at a high yield." So, yeah. uh, I th if I'm, if I understood, uh, you know, why he was saying that, he was referring to this battery design. But what they do know about the battery is, is that it it increases the range uh, by about sixteen percent. Uh, but even more importantly, is is that it's got five times the energy, and about six times the power. Uh, of the current uh, cells that, the, that that have been in use, so uh, I mean that's pretty outstanding. Uh, and it's also it's also cheaper per kilowatt hour. That's the other. It's it's um, I don't have the exact number right in front of me, but it, it, you know, on top of of being more efficient, it, it's it's cheaper, and that brings down anything that can bring down costs of an EV car. Obviously, is is. Is great. Well, you know? especially yeah, if if he's going to reach the goal, the stated goal of they're aiming for an affordable twenty five thousand uh, dollar car in about three years. Well, that's funny because you know he has said that before. When you talk about you talk about Elon Musk, uh, yeah. Did he, did he also say that, that it would be fully autonomous? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he said, he said I don't, that. He I, said that the other day. <laughs> I was never you know a huge fan of the fully autonomous argument uh, you know i like to drive maybe i'm alone in that but you know uh, i i see a lot of tesla fans on twitter who you know think that full self-driving is the end-all be-all uh, uh, and tesla's going to be you know a giant company because everybody's going to want that and it's like eh, i don't think that's necessarily true it'd be nice to have but i don't think it's going to be the end-all be-all of tesla the, the end-all you know getting a twenty-five thousand dollar car out there 
that has, you know, as he put it, I think the quote was a compelling $25,000 car, which I take to mean, you know, it's going to be not only a, a good value, but, you know, an interesting car on top of that. And if anyone can do it, I think, you know, I think that they can do it. But, you know, like I said, he has mentioned that in the past. He mentioned that a few years ago that they were going to do a 20, you know, and I think he even said the same thing. I think he said we can do a $25,000 car within three years, you know, so it was kind of the same thing. But I also think that that Tesla has I think that Elon Musk maybe in general uh, Tesla in general, I think they've sort of learned that lesson of over promising. I think they've kind of shifted to a to an under promising. If you look at like the Model Y. Oh, yeah. You know, production Model Y production came a lot faster than anyone thought it would. Um, so instead of three years, you think it may be a year and a half. Well, I, don't, I think it all depends on how things work with the battery factories. <laughs> I mean, they need, you know, they're, they're battery constrained no matter what. You know, the, they have the semi that's supposed to be coming out. They have the Cybertruck that's going to be coming out. Their plan actually seems reasonable. They're going to have th- sort of three levels of batteries, and your lower-end products are going to have lower-cost materials, and, and, and it'll have less range and probably less efficiency. But as you go up to the lineup, you're going to have sort of high range, like, like the... Um, the semi truck and the cyber truck are going to have sort of the top of the line of the Tesla batteries. And and that's well, you know, I, like I, a I, more nickel, like a, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm wondering about, you know, even when you mentioned the truck, uh, at the demonstration that they were doing on battery day, uh, one of the key points was that, uh, the, 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 the use of this new battery cell, uh, will be, uh, instead of like sort of building, uh, you know, you know, a hundred cells or however many cells you put into a, a battery and you place the whole thing in this case and, the, and then that goes into the car, uh, that the the architecture will be integral to, uh, you know, the battery uh, cell uh, component. Uh, sort of, uh, uh, I, I guess the analogy that was being used was that, you know, that, that point in time where uh, the airplane wing which had been basically a cargo hold for for fuel the 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 wing itself became the uh the fuel tank instead of a fuel tank being placed in the wing uh yeah. so that the the, and the 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 way in which uh, and the rigidity some of the factors that, that elon mentioned at the battery day uh you know actually make the car uh stronger and and and, and so that uh, that in itself is going to be uh, a couple of uh, two two points of of, of a, a tr- dramatic improvement in in the design of the car, uh, yeah. uh, in terms of weight, uh, in terms of stability, um, and uh, I guess also this you know the longevity of these batteries. Uh, so so those I mean those are like sort of key factors. I wonder if when he talks about the twenty five thousand dollar car, he, that he's talking about that car will be getting that type of. Uh, 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 architecture. Or oh, I would he, imagine so. Yeah. Or, or is he talking about you know the new Model S, uh, you know the the plaid the plaid version of the Model S that they that they showcased, uh, you know, the super performance car. See, I don't think so because the Model S, unless they do, I I don't think it would be worth for them. Well, it will be worth it, but I don't think that they'll do such a structural change to the Model S. If you think about the Model S and its current form you know that that came out in 2013 right so you're you're going on you know how many years of a car i mean how many more years can you get out of that car i should say you know without a like a major redesign you know people do get bored with things if i can buy a, a used 2015 model s that has this because it's kind of funny because Tesla's their own worst enemy in this you know because they update their cars every you know they update their software in their cars so the car you buy in 2015 is on par with the car you bought in 2020 unless they made a major change so i i can't see them integrating that structured redesign into the current car because then they'd have to assumingly they'd have to have it all recrash certified right if they make that big of a change to a, a structure oh uh, yeah the, it's, it would be a totally different architecture yeah. because uh, you know the the the, the the battery, so to speak, which is the you know the combination of all of the, the battery cells, uh, is not going to be 
sort of built externally and then placed inside of a chamber in the car. Uh, it's going to be the car itself is going to integrate the architecture, the structure, frame of the car is going to integrate the batteries within it. Yeah, uh, and that's 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 pretty dramatic. That's going to mean it'd be a whole new Model S, more or less. Right, and and I I think that the the plaid. I think that the personally, in my opinion, is that the plaid is going to be sort of the swan song of the current Model S, and and uh, some you know, song, as we some know swan it, I, song, huh? Right. I mean, but that's the thing, you know. Now, when we talk about the design, maybe we should clarify it uh, a little bit more. It, it, the Teslas that are out currently, they have what's called a skateboard, and and what that basically is is a frame. It's a, like a framed car, and the battery pack bolts into that frame underneath. So. What they're going to do, the, 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 um, the way that this car is going to be set up, you'll have the battery will be like the center structure, and then the front clip and the back clip will sort of bolt onto that. And if you picture like a supercar, a little bit, you know, like, like a, a McLaren, I mean, that's a tiny bit how like a McLaren is built. You know, a McLaren, you have the carbon fiber cockpit. It's basically a carbon fiber square. And then they bolt the front end pieces onto that and the back end pieces onto that. And if you get in an accident, one of those things, it's designed to basically break in half because that's how you know, the crash structure is. But so so what, what, what Tesla has done is they've taken, instead of building a bunch of little pieces and then welding them together and making the trunk floor or the back half of the car, they've come up with a stamping machine that can actually stamp that whole thing. So they went from 370 parts to like one <laughs> if you think about that you know how many machines does it take to make 370 parts they've reduced that to one part one machine and mm -hmm. and it's supposedly they've created their own sort of formula for the metal that will hold that shape easily without warping or what have you so so now they're going to take that center structure and bolt on the front and back structure pieces and that's it. They've simplified the car, and it's that much stronger. And then also because the way they're like because the way the packs are built now, I guess they have sort of a center support within the pack that kind of keeps the shape of the pack, obviously. So when they make when they redesign the pack to be the structure, that center support is no longer needed, and the battery cells themselves will be pushed will be pushed closer to the middle of the car. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're in a crash, you know, get if you get hit from the side that the, the, those cells are further in and, and also the weight of the car is going to be a lot more balanced than even what they have now and, and they're pretty impressive now and there's other advantages too as well is that, that this new type of cell uh, the way in which it's going to be uh, utilized so the, uh, for charging and for discharging uh, it, the heat dissipation is entirely different uh, as I understand it, is that the the plates that are going to go over the top and bottom of that whole compartment with the cells are going to be removing heat along the axis, which is much more efficient than removing it along the sides. This is a significant improvement over the previous design for this type of cell. And it will likely put Tesla years ahead of everyone else in terms of battery design. Right, and and people say that you know, even before this, people. I think Sandy Monroe, who we talked, me and you were talking about earlier off off uh, off the mic. Uh, I believe he said last year that Tesla was at least eight years out of everyone, and that's before all this technology. But I, I think going back to we were talking about which model, I think the Model Y is going to be the first car to have this change, and and they've already started. They've actually already started stamping these sections. Has been has been five uh, drone people you know they fly drones over the tesla factories and stuff and some somebody actually caught drone footage of the not only the machine it's like this giant press it's actually outside because they're building the building around the machine but they were actually a stack of of these panels already stamped and they were sitting like on the side you know of the machine so they are at least testing this this stuff and i, and I do wonder if they if they swap the you know if they change the line if they change the car that, that much, do they have to have them recertified for crash testing? Because I, I would imagine they do. But um, I think what you're going to see, you're going to see because um, I think you're going to see it in the Model Y, and I think it's going to be probably when the Austin factory opens up because they're building a factory in, uh, in Austin, Texas, and that's going to make, supposedly make the 3, the Y, 
the Cybertruck and the Semi. Uh, we're going to be listening as these new developments unfold, uh, not only with Tesla, but with electric cars. And uh, the, that'll be the thrust of, uh, of our new podcast. Yep. Uh, we know that uh, a lot of times, uh, especially with a lot of the noise that happens within politics itself and, and even in the automotive politics, uh, you know, uh, people turn just turn 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 it off. You know, as I have heard enough, and so they may not have uh, you know a new development from Tesla. Oh yeah, okay, sure, I, I, another thing, big deal. Uh, but this is this does sound like it's a pretty big deal, uh, and uh, we'll see how it unfolds and see what 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 comes next. Yeah, we hope you join us for our future episodes. We're gonna talk GM's plans, I think, in. Uh there's a lot going on there's a lot going on that we even in an hour we didn't touch <laughs> you know from from lucid all the way to nicola you know we got to talk about you know that kind of i don't want to call it a train wreck but you know <laughs> it's kind of a slow motion train wreck going on and and will that hurt you know the ev industry or or startups in general and and uh so i think we'll leave this week's episode we'll go to gavin newsom's announcement okay sounds good yeah, that's a good way to close us off. So we'll catch you all next time. And uh, I guess for uh, Rich Tabor, I'll say goodbye. Although if you want to say goodbye, I guess you can say it on your own. <laughs> uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh, that'll be our catchphrase. We'll catch you next time. Okay, yeah, we need a, Yeah, that's right. We need to figure out some catchphrases for this show. I, I... Send in your suggestions, folks. Oh, please don't. <laughs> the suggestions are safe. Don't do another episode. That's a, That'll be the suggestion. All right, well, uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. By 2035, in the next 15 years, we will eliminate in the state of California the sales of internal combustion engines. We will move forward to green and decarbonize our vehicle fleet here in the state of California. As a consequence, substantially reducing greenhouse gas emissions as well as oxide nitrogen, meaning NOx emissions here in the state of California. And so I couldn't be more proud today be able to sign this executive order uh, moving forward uh, by not denying people the ability to keep their cars after 15 years. You can still keep your internal combustion engine car. You can still have a market for used cars. You can still trade and transfer those cars. We're not taking anything away. We're providing an abundance of new choices and new technology. Thanks for joining us on the EV Power Podcast. If you'd like to hear more automotive news that goes behind the headlines, check out our other podcast, RPM News Weekly, or visit us at rpmnewsweekly.com.